0: So let us open up worship with a word of prayer. Gracious and loving God, I give you so much thanks to be with um, this wonderful church this morning. We give this time to you. Let us put aside everything that might be going on outside of this building. And let us just focus on you. We lay everything at your feet and spend this next bit of time worshiping you. We lift all this up in your name. Amen. Our scripture reading comes to us from Romans chapter 10, verses 9 through 15. And to make sure our verses, our translations match up, I'm just going to use what's on the screen. Because if you confess with your lips that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. For one believes with the heart and so is justified, and one confesses with the mouth and so is saved. The scripture says, No one who believes in him will be put to shame. For there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, The same Lord is Lord of all and is generous to all who call on him. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord shall be saved. But how are they to call on one in whom they have not believed? And how are they to believe in one of whom they have never heard? And how are they to hear without someone to proclaim him? And how are they to proclaim him unless they are sent? As it is written, how beautiful are the feet of those who bring the good news. This is the word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. I am here today to talk to y'all about Jesus um, and really a lot of my story. Um, So as I mentioned, I am the director of the Wesley Foundation at Tyler Junior College. And this is a position that has taken me a decade to get to, um, but it is really my call and my passion in life. And when Jimmy asked me to um, come here and preach to y'all today, I said, sure, but can I talk about the Wesley? And he said, absolutely. So um, what better way than to use the scripture today that we talked to, that we read, um, Romans saying there are so many people out there who are just waiting to hear about Jesus. But if there's no one there to reach them in a way that they are capable of being reached, then how are they to know? And so that's really what I feel like my call is with college students. But to get us there, um, i got to take you way back. Uh, so I grew up in the Methodist church. I am a born and bred United Methodist. Um, childhood for me, Sundays were getting up, getting dressed up, because we went to a fancy church in Houston, um, which meant wearing dresses and tights and all that fun stuff and sitting through church with my parents and my grandma and then going to my, out to lunch or to my grandma's after church. Um, so there really wasn't ever a time in my life that I didn't know who Jesus was. Um, when I was in middle school, we moved to Lufkin, um, East Texas, not too far from here. And uh, my mom started working for the church. She became the children's minister or children's director there. And as you all know, in church world, once you say yes to one position, they start adding them on. Um, So actually, point of privilege, my mom is retiring after 20 years of ministry, um, June 25th or June 29th, technically, the 25th is her last Sunday. So I'm so proud of her. But that means... Throughout most of my formative years, the church was my second home. Um, I was very involved. Obviously, when your mom is the kids' director, even when you're not a kid, you're still up at the church helping with all of the kids' events. Um, and then I joined the youth leadership team. So I taught Bible study in my senior year of high school to the middle schoolers. Um, so I was just about as involved as you can be at growing up. And then I went to college, and I purposely went to UT four hours from home because I had no desire to stay close to home, and I really liked UT. Um, and I lived college life. I, you know, my mom was like, you really need to go check out the Wesley Foundation. I'm like, Mom, I don't know anyone there. Like, that doesn't, I'm just, I'm. that's not, I'm not going to do it. I did try to go to the University United Methodist Church once my freshman year, and like I said, I grew up in East Texas, so I went there, and there was a guy in an alb, and I had never seen an alb before, and I was like, and then he had earrings, and like, I, it just like blew my little 18-year-old brain, and I was like, I can't do this, (laughs) Um, and obviously, I've changed um, 18-year-old Sadie, uh, very different from 33-year-old Sadie, but I occasionally, Easter, I tried, Palm Sunday, I tried to go to the big non-denom, but the parking lot was full, so I took that as a sign. I wasn't supposed to be at church. Um, And so I spent the first two years of my college career just doing the college thing. I didn't stop believing in God. I just really didn't do anything to work on my relationship with God. Church was something I went to when I was home for the holidays, But as I said, throughout all of this, my mom is saying, Sadie, you need to check out the Wesley Foundation. And so, got to work here. My sophomore year, while I still wasn't doing anything, one of my best friends, my little sister in my sorority, was going to the Wesley Foundation. Um, So while I didn't go, I would drop her off in front of the building occasionally, and I would hear her talk about how wonderful it was, Um, but it still wasn't really on my radar. Um, Then my junior year, she invited me to go to their opening worship. Um, And so I decided, you know what? It's the weekend before my mom's birthday. I'm going home for her birthday. Um, I'm going to go, and worst case scenario, I can get my mom off my back. I can tell her I went. And that was that. But obviously, that's not what happened. Um, I went, and it did help that she had had a year of, like, hyping me up to her friends. But I went and immediately felt so welcomed and so loved. Um, People were coming up to me, excited to see me. And I just honestly was like, well, why have I been waiting so long to come here? (laughs) Um, But... God works in mysterious ways, and I had actually just started a job nannying um, all the way out in bee caves, so I couldn't make it to their weekly worship service. It was on Thursday night, um, and I had work. So I looked at the Bible studies, and I said, which one of these can I fit into my schedule? And there was only one, and this is definitely a God thing, because had I known what I was signing up for, I would not have signed up for it. I signed up for something called the Great Bible Adventure. And if y'all have done Disciple, it's kind of a more intense version of Disciple. Um, We read the entire Bible in a year, a school year even. Um, So through this Bible study, I went from only going to church when I was home to reading probably six to seven chapters of scripture a day and gathering on Sundays for two hours to talk with my campus minister and about the 15 other students over the scripture that we had read the previous week. And at the time, we were reading concurrently Old Testament and New Testament. So as y'all can imagine, this changed my life. Um, Like I said, had I known what I was signing up for, I probably wouldn't have done it. It was very intense, Uh, but it truly was life-changing. For me, as someone who grew up in the church, this was really my moment where I feel like I took my relationship with God into my own hands. I didn't have, I mean, I did have mom telling me to go, but nobody, I didn't have anyone forcing me to go to church. I didn't have anyone forcing me to read scripture daily. Um, I chose to do it. So for me, this is a pivotal part of my story, and with that um, comes Beach, Beach I'm not sure if y'all have heard of it, but it is a mission trip. College students go on to South Padre Island every spring break. There, when I was a student, um, about 600 of us from Texas and even some would come from Colorado would go to South Padre Island to hand out free pancakes and give free van rides, um, and even just hang out on the beach during the day with your stereotypical spring breakers on South Padre Island. Um, So as y'all can imagine, quite the rowdy crowd. Um, And so I'd heard all about it. And I actually had plans to go to Universal with some of my sorority sisters, but I knew I was graduating. I said, you know what, I got to go to this. I have to see what what all the fuss is about. And I, once again, you know how church world goes. On the application, there was a a box, would you be interested in being in leadership? And I said, maybe. So y'all know that maybe meant yes. Um, And so I ended up not only going for the first time, being a van leader um, on this mission trip. So I had very low expectations. Um, I was 21 at this point, uh, and I really didn't know how God could use me or any of these other 600 students to reach a bunch of drunk college kids. Because <laughs> let's be honest, that's mainly what we were doing. Um, so we would give these van rides, and hope that we an opportunity would come up. And we were taught how to create this, these opportunities to tell them why we were doing it, to share Jesus' love. So I went in with low expectations, and I was totally blown away. Now today, I have some thoughts about the whole concept, but I witnessed God in miraculous ways that week. In fact, we had a student who someone had made friends with on the beach during the day, um, and they had exchanged phone numbers. It was a guy and a girl, so you know. Um, And he ended up in... Jail um, for alcohol, public intoxication, and didn't have, and his friends had deserted him. And he ended up calling my friend, who was in my van, who called our campus minister, and they spent the whole morning at Waffle House together talking. And he actually chose to spend the last half of the week with us, and he turned out to also be a UT student, so he actually got baptized at the end of the week and became. A Wesley Wesley Foundation student who eventually became someone on our leadership team, all because we met them on the beach on South Padre Island. Yeah, so just phenomenal. God really blew me away, and I talk about this trip because it was on the way back from this trip that I felt God calling me to ministry. So at the end of every mission trip, our campus minister had us give affirmations to each other, the ways we saw God work in each other on the trip. So we're in our van driving the six-hour drive back to Austin, and I really don't remember what they said other than like, you were great. Um, Because as they were affirming me, I just heard this voice in my head, and it freaked me out a little because I thought that was something that only happened in the Bible. But I heard this voice that I knew was God telling me, Sadie, you are called to campus ministry, and I freaked out um, internally. People out, out like my best friend who I stayed with that weekend, so I couldn't get back into my dorm, didn't know I was freaking out internally, but I was. Um, I spent that weekend praying and going, God, really? Like I like said, my mom has worked in the church for 20 years. I know how political the church can be. I was really afraid to tell her I was being called into ministry. Um, but I came away from that weekend with a sense of purpose that, yes, this is exactly what I was supposed to do. Forget that I was graduating in a semester and a half and had totally different plans. So um, I followed it. I started the call. I started the process to ordination Um I went to seminary, I interned at my Wesley Foundation for a year, because even from my very first call, like I said, I knew college students, campus ministry was my call. But y'all know how the United Methodist Church works. Um, So that was spring of 2011, and I didn't get to campus ministry until summer of 2022, (laughs) Um, which a part of that is the ordination process. It does take a long time. You have to go to seminary, get your master's, um, do all the ordination stuff. Um, and then, you know, we, we are in a point of system. So I did, um, as Dan mentioned, I was the associate pastor at the temple for three years. And then I served as the solo pastor at Sylby UMC for two years. Um, and really... It was the last spring, not this past one, but a year and a half ago, um, that I really felt God calling me, Sadie, now is the time. Um, you can do all these other things well, but like this is not what you are passionate about. This is not what I have called you to. So I, as much as I wanted to stay in our conference, I started looking outside of it. And I actually was a finalist for a position in Virginia um, at a Wesley Foundation there. And all within one weekend, I found out I didn't get the job, that my mom had cancer, and I wasn't really sure what was next. Um, but I knew with my mom having cancer, I didn't want to move to Virginia anyways. Good news is she is completely cancer-free now and doing much, much better. Um, yeah, But through all that... Um, the cabinet chose to appoint me to TJC. And I love my job. I could literally spend forever telling you how much I love it, but I'll I'll be conscious of your time and not. Um, but when I saw when I felt called to campus ministry, I never imagined that call would also include running a dorm. Um, and that's what I do. I would say 80% of my job is actually running the dorm and being um, these 80 students, or around 60 to 80, depending on the semester, students who live with us being their chaplain. Um, And so it's amazing. I absolutely love it. Um, We have our core group of students who are involved with our weekly activities. We do uh, free lunch, y'all know, call it anyone, free food sign me up. Um, Free lunch on Tuesdays from 11 to 1. We do uh, what we call a Wednesday. On Wednesday nights, we go to a Burger and do dinner and Bible study. Yes, I see clapping. Um, The students love that too, although they feel like it's very unfair that I give them a cap on how much money they can spend there. Um, But the budget only goes so far. Uh, And then... We do a big fall retreat, which is bring we bring. It's mandatory if you live at the dorm; you have to go on our retreat. We come out here to Lakeview, um, yes, right down the road, and we spend two uh, like thirty-six hours, really just bonding and getting to know and teach them the house rules. Um, and then we do stuff with other campus ministries in the conference, like All Campus this past February, also at Lakeview. Um, so that that is a big part of my job it is a part I love it's the part where I get to get into the word and get to serve not only my students at the dorm but the whole TJC community but a big part of my job is just being their chaplain um especially for those students who are not coming to bible study or to all campus or other events um and sometimes I feel like um There are things going on that I don't even know about. Um, So this past spring, spring is a little the end of beginning of May is a little sad for me because we are a junior college, our turnover rate is quite large. Um, So a lot of the time when my students move out in the spring, I know that I'm not gonna get to see them every day for the like I have for the past year. Um, And one of my students, who had been a good dorm student, never really had to call him into the office for a write-up. He didn't really come to anything besides the free lunch. He'd occasionally come to Bible study, but, like, wasn't super active. But he was just a good student. I didn't have to worry about him. Um, And then the last week of class comes, and we have them have to fill out some paperwork in the office to say if they're coming back or not. And he takes this opportunity to, like, just start chatting with me. And it turns out he's really anxious because he... Had an injury his senior year that got that lost him his scholarship with the A&M football team and is now getting to transfer to UNT um, to play football. And uh, that's super exciting for him, but it is a lot of pressure from his family and just a lot of pressure for him, something he wasn't sure he'd ever get to do again. Um, and he chose to come talk to me. Um, the student that I didn't really think I had that the Wesley had made much impact on came to my office a couple of times before the school year was over to just have me be their pastor. Um, and so that really showed me how much of an impact, just the fact that we have a dorm. We have 80 students every fall, usually around 60 in the spring, that may never walk into a church. They are the people that the scripture talks about that may never hear except through living at the United Methodist dorm. And so that is why I connect this scripture to my story. Because I feel like that is my call, but it's all of our calls to reach out to those who may never hear the, or experience the love of God in their everyday life without you in it. I feel like my call is not just to run the programming. It's just to be a person in these students' lives who loves them, who loves them no matter what they do, whether they drive me crazy and I call them into the office 20 times a semester or they're one of my students who I don't have to worry about. Um, that that I am a person that cares for them, that shows God's love to them through my actions as well as my words. And like I said, we're all called to do that. Um, Now this is my passion, and I can tell you all sorts of ways that you as a church or as an individual can get involved in helping us at the Wesley, because there are many ways um, through gifts or service. But I'm sure there are areas in your life where you, God might be calling you to be that person for someone else. To be that person who tells them or just shows them how much God loves them just through your actions. And so that's my hope um, for all of us that we find where God is calling us. Um, In fact, I know when y'all moved out here, a part of that reason was because some people are afraid to walk in through church, through a typical church's doors. So I know, at least in y'all's history, that y'all get it. Um, And so I just pray that we continue that, that we continue, especially as the world gets more secular and more, and the, the reputation of Christians gets sadder and more hateful, that we can continue to be a group of people that loves people, that shares God's love with everyone, regardless of anything, because there are a lot of people out there who still need to feel the love of God. Let us pray. Gracious God, I give you thanks um, for your call on each of our lives. I give you thanks for my call, um, for college students, and I pray that you continue to use me to reach out to them in ways um, that further your love on this earth. But I pray for each and every individual here, that they feel the call you have placed on their heart to reach out into the world, whatever that may look like. Because, God, there are so many, even right here in Palestine, that don't know your love, that don't feel it, that feel abandoned and lost, or just don't even know what they're missing. So, God, I pray that we are able to share with them that love, to share with them that word that tells them that they are not alone And that there is grace abundant waiting for them. Because we know when we love like you love, the world becomes a better place. We lift all this up in your name. Amen. Amen. And now let us go out
1: knowing that
0: we have been washed by the blood. That we are loved and full of God's grace. And share that love and grace with everyone but especially those who might not have felt it yet. And it's in God's name that we pray, amen.